Howdy DC on screen fans. How would you like a piece of original artwork from one of us here at DC on screen? All right, we're aware that you've never thought of that before, but here's the deal. We need your help um, because the internet is a giant monster that requires numbers and regular feeding times. And then these, these, these algorithm things that are like our personal demons that we can't defeat alone. Do the right thing. Go over to iTunes. Give us a, a five-star review or a more honest review if you feel absolutely led to. And then email yeah. us at dconscreen at gmail.com. What we're going to need you to do is just write in an address. Tell us who you are. Give us whatever address you want to want us to send you something at. You know, if we if you don't want us to know where you live, send it to your neighbors and go steal his mail, whatever. Yeah. Just give us that, and then we need you to write Dave or Jason, and then we need you to write the name of a character. We're going to send you a piece of artwork. All yeah. I can say about it is that one of us is a good artist and one of us is not. If you've actually been listening to every episode, you might know the secret answer to that, uh, to who you should really ask. But, um, hey, or toss hell, a coin. Man, you know, once you, once you get the picture from us, uh, take a picture of it or scan it or something. Send it back to us and we'll put it on Facebook. Just Tell like us. we do with your DC loot. Yeah. <laughs> Send it back with, like, critiques if you want to. We don't give a fuck. I, you know. <laughs> Draw over it, you know, pull a Deadpool. Right Whatever. One of us might cry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both probably, we'll both probably cry. But whatever. Point is, you know, it's it's come that time. It's it's the classic call to action. We need some. We need to get out there. We need to get a little bit of the uh, the review game going. Um, and uh, this is this is our humble offering. Yeah, humble offering. Very humble. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it any better myself, man. That was a good pitch. Oh, thank you. All right, with that said, uh, settle in for a new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about um, Supergirl <clears throat> 113, for the girl who has everything. A title uh, you should all a- be vaguely familiar with, at least. A title, well, not all. I mean, well, you, you should you should vaguely. all be proximate knowledge with it. You should you should all be intimately uh, familiar with it, as far as I'm concerned. But, <laughs> Time and space only allow you know, for so many things in a day. I get that, but well, you know, you probably we, run across for the man who has everything. Uh, yeah, I try to be forgiving. Uh, Where Alan Moore is concerned, you have trouble. I I, I understand. Well, you know, it, it, Alan Moore is one of those where. <laughs> If someone's like, oh, I don't know who that is, I'm like, you moron. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Wait, no, Dave. You have to stop yourself. And then, you know, you have to also be forgiving of Alan Moore to continue to enjoy him because I'm like, I've read some of your stuff and you get weird, man. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You and your weird fairy tale pedophile crap. Yeah, that, that there's some strange stuff in there. But there's some amazing stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, freaking Alan Moore, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't be quite traveling down the rabbit hole that far, though, because this episode of Supergirl isn't really a whole lot like the uh, For the Man Who Has Everything uh, comic. No, it is not. They they uh, pulled out the Black Mercy, and, um, well, I'm done. So, yeah, there, there I'm was done, some I'm dribbling. done listing the things that were really... I mean, you know, she's back on Krypton. Yeah. And that. that's similar. And she's with her mm-hmm. family. That she never really got mm-hmm. to know too much, which is mm-hmm. still there. Um, complete mm-hmm. with imaginary family members, because uh, Clark was way older than he should... Or Kal-El was way older than he should have been. Was he? Yeah, he was a baby. He was a weeb thing. But no, he was a pilot. baby when she... 
Well, okay. He was a baby when she was like No, no, no. I don't no know, yeah, 13 he's, or whatever. He's the right age if this happened, but it didn't happen. So he's an imaginary figure as far as I'm concerned. He's an imagined version of something. Mhm. But he was still like age appropriate for the time. Yeah, that, that's or, not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if they'd stayed on she doesn't time. actually know what he was like at that time, so she's imagining that part. Yeah. Much as yeah. Cal in the original story was imagining, you know, his son and so on. Sure. Um, yeah, that's how far I'm having to stretch to find all the similar points. Well, they, she doesn't really, she doesn't really stay on Krypton very long. Like I don't, I think it would have been, it would have been interesting if like maybe she had like a uh, like a fiance or, or a husband or something and her a family of her own rather than like her mother, her father, blah blah blah. Like maybe like a, a character who was like an amalgamation of of, uh, of Adam and James or something. Who was like the perfect Krypton guy? Because I mean, that's what we've been seeing. Like, we haven't really seen her, like, honestly. Well, like, she's looked at her mother a lot, but she hasn't talked anything about her dad. So no, no, poor. It was kind of weird to see him gone unmentioned. I don't even think they used his name in this episode, did they? Yeah. Well, if you want, if you want some Zarel fun, go watch Smallville, buddy. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to take off. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fine with who they use because. Uh huh. Kara, as a as a developing person, is only at about that stage in her life. She's not. I mean, she just turned away a pretty decent guy the the last episode. Like, she's not looking for mm-hmm. a family yet. So her Isn't fantasy she? world would be, you know, the family she had known, not the family she's looking to to grow. That part drives I've, I've for been me. Real con- I've been real confused as to what she's actually looking for, and I don't think the writers know either. Yeah, she doesn't have like a personal anything she's doing in particular that's uh i i maybe you couldn't shoot an arrow straight through the season so far except that she was uh what she's trying to find her place trying to mm-hmm. trying to feel normal i guess i mean so far adam had that's... the best advice that she's been given in the entire show no one feels normal yeah i guess that's fine um when the black mercy looks good it's perfect looks great when it looks good when it looks good, like yeah. you will see, and you know, if you're listening to this, you better have already seen it because we're going to get super spoilery on this. But Black Mercy, uh, the tendrils move and they look perfect. And I was so happy until they didn't move. Yeah. Uh, so about every fourth shot, the tendrils move and the thing looks alive, and then it doesn't. It looks fake as hell uh, <laughs> for like the next three or four shots. I, I, and then we come back and it's moving again. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I could have dealt with like, I understand that you guys have a budget, but I could have dealt with not seeing that robot that wakes Kara up and on no, Krypton, no. or that robot looked fucking phenomenal. I want that robot. Yeah, but you yeah, also brought up the phenomenal. plane that flies into the into the scene. Now, that could have gone. You don't need the plane flying over the city. No, yeah, they had a lot of little flying cars and stuff in the city. I would have sacrificed whenever those, we but... sh- Yeah. Yeah, like I would have sacrificed those first. There were certain things I would have I would have gone with first, um, and then moved on. Mm-hmm. Like number one, you want to you want to cut a, the budget with uh, with an actor. What's that, non? What's that? You put the black mercy on my niece. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm going to take out your tongue. Right. Yeah. She, he's <laughs> I, through this episode. The, the first time you see her and non talking, like I'm sorry, who's in charge exactly? Which, because mm-hmm. it just looks like you're letting your little man here run rampant. Uh, it, it, mm-hmm. it looks like he does kind of whatever the fuck he does, wants and then explains himself to you. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure you were supposed to be in charge. But then, you know, she finally, at the end of the mm-hmm. episode, puts her puts her actual, like, 
I know I'm in charge here face on. You go, oh, I get it. She can be scary. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, that was short-lived. The only thing it? scary about her is watching her try to act, <laughs> which I don't understand because she was either. good in Go On. She was she so really damn good was. in Go On. I don't, think, I don't think she's getting good lines right now. I, and it is. It's The Kryptonian dialect is um, just so weird and it, like faux Shakespearean. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't dig that. I just they they don't have vulgarisms at all. That's not acceptable. Like yeah. I I would love to at some point, but by the great heart of Rao, throw one of those in there for fuck's sake. <laughs> um. Yeah. So <laughs> good Krypton effects. Maybe even maybe even too good. Um. When you look at how like the Black Mercy factors in so heavily that I kind of wish they 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 switched it up a little bit. It looks so much more menacing I, when it was tenderly, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Allocating it some looked like some something more actually should be afraid of, rather than just like, why yeah. won't someone get this giant piece of latex off my chest? <laughs> um, oh man, I I loved this this exchange uh, between uh, I think it was James and uh, and Hank. I'm pretty if sure I wrote down exactly her, the same thing you did. I'm, uh, if something happens to her, I'm coming back for you. If something happens to her, I won't stop you. Yep. Oh, yeah, I bothered stuff, writing that man. down word for word. It was so good. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> like I by think, the time you said there was an exchange, I'm like, I know exactly where you're going with this, Dave. It was great. It was that good. <laughs> it was that good. Go, oh, going back to Nan though, uh, and Astra. Mm-hmm. Did did you feel like Astra kind of deduced what he did a little too quickly? <laughs> like I don't of, remember the exact out of a line. universe worth of, worth of things. Uh, he he kind of gives yeah. you like I assure you, I followed your instructions to the letter. And then she's uh, like, like she's, you use the black mercy. She's as happy as she could possibly be. Yeah, he just kind of uh, yeah. She's yeah, uh, <laughs> a whole universe worth of Kryptonian slash everything they found on the way here slash everything that's in that giant jail, which apparently involves several kinds of aliens. Mm-hmm. She went, nope, got it, black mercy. <laughs> You dick. <laughs> Tell you what, like, if, if she can do that, don't fucking play poker with Astra. Yeah, this is the first time I don't know, I got a half-decent hand here. You've got three jacks. Fuck, how'd you do that? This is the first time I felt like, what if we... <laughs> that we're, I felt like we were watching, what if Leela and Zap Brannigan actually got married? <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, no. Le- like, Leela would have hey. put the kibosh on, on Zap long ago. I assure you, I assure you, Leela, she is as happy as she could possibly be. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. You used the Black Mercy, didn't you? <laughs> I hate nonsense. So I did. Much. In my finest suit. Show it to her, Kiff. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to think of Zap and not hear that line. Double yes. What is it? Double yes. Guilty. Yeah, it's oh, um. Gosh. What is it? Yeah, say uh, one beep for yes and two beeps for no. Beep beep. Double yes. Guilty. <laughs> um. Oh man, guys, watch Futurama. I'm sorry. You'll give your heart um, some joy. I've already pitched that a thousand times, haven't I? Let's keep a counter on that. Uh, I'm probably up to probably, at least the second or third uh, dozen. Oh well. I don't know. I do love it. I regret nothing. Yeah, we we have recently had some uh, some people uh, write in and tell us that they're watching the show. Uh, or listening to our show from the very beginning. And I kind of wish, I feel bad about asking them to do it now because it's already been so long, but I kind of wish I'd been like, hey guys, (laughs) (laughs) can you count a couple of things for us? Keep keep track of all the Futurama references. Right. (laughs) 
So, uh... What else did we have? Oh, yeah, uh, Hank does a pretty funny, um... Or, I'm sorry, she does a pretty funny Hank, is what I mean to say. I, mm-hmm. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked how she played this. It was, uh... She gave, she gave it that little little hint of military tone, and it was a terrible yeah. job. Well, but I, I, you know, at some point during that, you're thinking like, all right, so it, the moment she starts to do the the alligator tears, you know, all I'm thinking mm-hmm. at that, I, mean, I know it's Melissa Benoist acting, but within the context of the show, I'm still thinking like, wait, that means Hank can do a fake cry? Like, uh-huh. Hank Henshaw can fake cry? Cool. Mm. Don't know when we'll actually see that, but that'd be delightful. Well, you know what I wrote down? What was that? That woman makes me miss my alien prison. <laughs> Yeah, uh, normally every, we we normally have like some line in here where Cat steals the show, and I think this time it was it was Hank Benoist that did it instead. Right, but still in right. reference to Cat, she plays a wonderful straight man for him. Mm-hmm. I did you, did Kara actually uh, break up with uh, Adam last episode? Mm, I, I don't think it was. I think it was last episode. Okay. Let me refer to a note or two. <clears throat> yep, I felt yeah, like for last some episode. Reason. Okay. All right. <laughs> Calm down, Rush. <laughs> <laughs> the notes were quickly available. Damn. Far be it for me to uh, <laughs> to make any real comparison to Rush Limbaugh on this show, <laughs> but the uh, the ru- the violent rustling of paper. <laughs> Look, I keep analog notes. Damn it. If you'll, if you'll recall, uh, last episode we talked about, uh, hold on, snurdly, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Well, that was annoying. Uh, I apologize, listeners. Yeah, it's okay. I'll uh, try to edit down the sound of Paige's <laughs> wrestling. Oh, no, it's wonderful. It's been known Let's to drive the, the, the greatest of men mad. I did enjoy the, uh, oh, you guys are sisters. What does that make us? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but through the, through the course of this episode, it, it's, dude, Alex is a fucking bulldog. I, I kind of love her. She just, she's just aggressive as all hell. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like empties a clip on, on uh, Astra before she <laughs> pulls out the other one. It gives, I mean, it, Maxwell Lord never had a, I mean, I know he's like sitting in a cage waiting to be attacked, but. In the best of circumstances, I don't think he had a chance, the way she comes at him. Although, it does come at a cost, because as they explain, um, like they're, they're, break, they're breaking into uh, to Carr's apartment to check on her. Like, dude, Alex, you really probably do have a key, and doors cost money. Like, her landlord's totally going to be asking her about that fucking door, and probably overcharge her to have it fixed. Mm-hmm. She gets, you know, an assistant's salary. A bit rude. Well... A bit rude. A bit aggro. It's not like, you know, she can just go to Hank and be like, hey... Can we get her another door that looks like this one? All right. No, he's going to he's going to tell her uh, do you think the DEO uh, has an account at Home Depot. That's what he's going to tell her. Yeah, he will say that before he acquiesces. I agree. Before he before he sighs and he puts his head down. All right. Talk to Simmons in accounting. <laughs> All right. Like, you got to stop firing clips into Kryptonians. You know it doesn't work. Right. Know, it so. just ricochets every damn where. Like you probably destroyed <laughs> Three or four things that Kara loves in that apartment. Yeah, I'm sitting there watching her firing, and I'm going, "Okay, are you going to throw the gun too? When I, when you run out, are you going to throw the gun?" I would have enjoyed that's that. What everybody does. I would have enjoyed everybody that. Everybody does. They shoot at Superman, and then they look confused and throw the gun at him. That's going to work. I might. I might. I, like I know throwing the gun seems nonsensical, but you know if you've just fired like how many six to twelve to thirteen, whatever your clip has. 
If you yeah, just you would if you do just that. emptied it at somebody and they're still standing there glaring at you, like at that point, you, I mean, there's a bit of insanity that ensues. You just mentally, you kind of go ah, and just throw whatever's in your hands at him. Yeah, you would do that, and it would be hilarious, and you would know it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I might have the 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 small victory of being able to laugh at myself before I I get killed. Right. <laughs> that's all I've really hoped for in life. Maybe it'll be a good joke when I'm out. That's all we really hope for. Like that's all I hope for. Right. I just want my death to be ironic in some capacity. Yeah. So you had Sounds a problem good. with the um, the uh, monologue heavy back half of the episode, huh? I did. <sighs> there was just so much. Um, what did I What did I call it last night? <laughs> I don't remember. I called it a soliloquy. Yeah, shocker, off. shocker, guys. Sometimes we talk about this stuff before we we talk to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, That's an irresistible yeah, you urge. To it, it is. You referred to it as a soliloquy. Um. <laughs> I, I don't remember well enough the monologue soliloquy distinction. Someone will have to correct me if they're. If they it's remember like their a television. It's like television emotional exposition speeches mm-hmm. like they have. Where they're like. Blah, 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 and I know now that I thought before, and now I know that blah, 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 family, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, shut up. Yeah, like, the thing is, though, I I noticed how many speeches there were, but they're still pretty good speeches. Like, if they'd spread them out, I don't think you would have noticed. It's when they put them all together like that, they were were kind of... I mean, I I had feels at several moments during this episode. Like Alex, I never Alex have is, feels. I know you're an unfeeling bastard, but I love you anyway. No, um, no, no, no. I'm not an unfeeling bastard. <laughs> no, I've seen you. I've seen you cry. Well, I I've seen I, you watch many a bat know, product and cry. Yeah, but you got to hit me right. I mean, standing there, you know, <laughs> expositing <laughs> emotionally doesn't really do it for me. Like, well, Kara, you have <laughs> got to come back to Earth. They are not your family, even though they are, but it's not real. And I'm your sister, and I know that the... Oh, shut up. Yeah, none of that got me, but um, her the, the uh, simple line, I need my sister, was, was pretty effective. That's where it got gosh. human for me. I need my sister. I, I, I was far too annoyed by that point. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know. Now, coming out of that dream, cat- though... Like mm-hmm. coming out of the whole thing, though, I loved a lot more. Like the way she, uh, the way she turns back and just says, "Who did this to me?" I, I thought, "Oh man, I mean, yeah, that was badass." Really, don't want to be the person who did this to her right now. That was badass. I thought, I thought any second now, I'm like, "Oh, we've got to get some laser vision, y'all. We right, got to get some right. laser vision, y'all." I, I thought she was gonna like zap the Black Mercy. Like, I thought she was actually gonna go put her foot on it and just squish it a little bit. I thought that was the move I was about to see. Just step on it on the way out. She just walks over to the Black Mercy. She says, Black Mercy. Hmm. They say mercy is the mark of a great man. <laughs> <laughs> Squish. I'm, I'm a good man. I'm okay. Squish. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Firefly, y'all. Go yep. check out Firefly. I really do like seeing uh, Supergirl angry. She does angry really mm-hmm. well. and um, She does it really well. This was a pretty good version of it. I mean, just she goes from just being stunned because you you know you were just in an entirely different reality, um, mm-hmm. and you know, coming back to this one, it was oh man, it was brutal, it was damn brutal. Mm-hmm. But oh, before that, before all that starts, like Hank actually uh, telling Alex, like I'm starting to see why uh, why you trust these guys. Okay, yeah, all right. That's, uh... See, he said that, and I, it felt so unearned. I was like, really, why? And they moved on. And I went, mm. 
Did did they pat you on the back or something at work? <laughs> did they make you feel better about Cat Grant? Which who by the way is really annoying that she hates Kara so much now. I Yeah, I'm hoping that gets resolved pretty quickly. Ugh. <laughs> I I don't blame her though. I mean like Kara flips out on the date and her newly unestranged son suddenly doesn't want to be in the city anymore. She's yeah, she's pissed, man. I mean, I'll give her a couple episodes to be pissed. Yeah, Kara flipped out on the date. Kara was picked up <clears throat> by an alien and flown away. Well, no, I mean after the or date. Or a clone. Sorry, I mean after the date. <laughs> yeah. When it was just her and her scary, scary emotions. Mm-hmm. But, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know where they're going with that, and I don't want, I don't know. I think they're going so somewhere bored with quickly. All that. I don't, I don't think that's going to go... I don't think they're going to like carry that on. I mean, we got Wynn back after one episode. I don't think that's going to keep going for too long. Mm. I hope not, because I'm already bored with that. really thought Adam was going to be around longer, though. I mean, it's that's... Uh, He'll probably be back. It's Benoist's real-life boyfriend. I fi- kind of figured he'd be sticking around for a second. Oh, they're married. Oh, they're married. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. what I heard. That's what I heard. I don't know. I kept hearing husband. Okay. Hubby. Well, good for them. Um, Did, uh, did you get a crack out of it when, like, it turns out that Wynn is like the best analyst in the DEO. <laughs> I could have seen that coming. I mean, I could have. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, if you look at like where Felicity was in season one of Arrow, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you anything they're going to bring Wynn over to the DEO at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they don't make him a bad guy first. I mean, dude's, which dude's got skills. Which is still on the table. It's still on the table. They could still make him a bad guy. They could. They could. But our. Uh, I gotta admit, our our main theory of like him being unrequited and that being the reason mm-hmm. is starting to look pretty blown. It is. It is starting to look pretty blown, and I'm a little happy with that, just because it was. It felt so on the nose to begin with. A little bit. Like I was just, oh man, you guys are gonna turn him into a bad guy. You guys are gonna turn because that's what I. That's seriously what I thought is like, Kara and James being Kara and James are gonna turn his little ass into a bad guy. They're just gonna. Make him feel like shit until he finally says, you know what? Boom. I'm going to break some toys out on your asses. No, the boom was the toy being broken out on their asses. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. And you know what? Honestly, I kind of would like to see that still. Like, if they do it slowly over the course of a long period of time, like, just slowly watch him. And becoming part of the DEO might actually do that. Might actually help that. Like, watch him start making... You know, poorer and poorer moral decisions, like slipping ever so, ever so slightly into the gray, and then just perpetual landslide into darkness. That would be a, kind of amazing to watch. That'd be fun. Uh, while he's doing that, though, let him design, uh, let him start kind of designing gadgets that help the team out. And um, mm-hmm. you know, he's still using the toy theme. And at first, he, at first, he justifies it to himself, like they, they, he hands him like a stuffed teddy bear that's supposed to do something really awesome, and, and they kind of look at him like. Doesn't this feel a little bit like your dad? And he's like, no, I can use this for good because I'm going to be different, mm-hmm. but I'm going to undo everything he did. Oh, wait, I'm him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Easy, easy, easy. And you know what? While while he's doing all that, bring in, like, some genius uh, kid, little Asian kid, mm-hmm. make him be the protege, and he becomes the new toy man. Of course he does. I think he's like in the comics. toy boy. No, they call him toy man, but he's... Uh... Like a little thirteen-year-old, yeah, who's apparently obsessed with wears uh, like a half Batman, boobs. half super. <laughs> like most of the time, his t-shirts like got the Superman and Batman logos hybrided. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah, I like that kid. Yeah, he's a cool kid. What do you call himself? Like the 
fourth or fifth smartest person on the planet. I don't know. He's up there. Mm. He's up there with Holt and everybody. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What else we got? Um, Esther's dead. <laughs> he, yeah, she is. You know what's annoying, though? Non was not even fighting Kara. Like, she's just pummeling the crap out of Non, and he's just, like, standing there, like, <laughs> right. bat, 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 bat. Right. That was annoying. I was like, why aren't you fighting her? You're such a jerk. <laughs> um, I don't know. She looked angry. I, I I might have chosen to try to fight her another day when she was less angry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I was there going, could you guys have used, like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm always down for seeing Martian Manhunter fighting. Like, like that's proper Martian Manhunter. Yeah. But some of those scenes looked real bad. Could we have done that with, like, when there wasn't, like, a whole Krypton thing going on in the episode and a Black Mercy? Kind of, yeah. Um, just in- Could we have just put all the money into the Martian Manhunter fight sequence at the end? Well, you kind of can't have them everywhere. In a separate and episode. Something I, I wish they would start doing so that they could really, um, I, I think it would save them some money, too, is, like, you don't have... I love seeing him as Martian, but I, I don't have to. I know he is. I, I know he's when he's Hank. I'm I'm still good, and it's not like he loses mm-hmm. his Martian strength or any of that other stuff when he's Hank. Just make Hank's right. eyes glow red and have him fight. Yeah, real cheap. I mean, comparatively, I'm still happy, and it'd be kind of fun to watch. You know, Hank flying and showing not showing off that kind of strength out of uh, out of his Martian character. Yeah. Um... I think that's the way I would go with it, honestly. Like I, I love seeing him as as, as uh, Martian Manhunter too, but at the same time, like you know what? Right now, there are too many security cameras throughout the city, or something. Like, just no one needs to see him turning into that. Right. Let's, let's just do this, and then like later he can be outed, and then he can be Martian Manhunter all the time when the show has you know proven itself enough to have a budget. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think it's getting. I don't. I mean, it's got a budget, man. I don't think that part's under wraps, but for one episode, I don't know I how know. much they could turn in. And they did. They spent a lot of money on this episode. Uh, they did. And, you know, I think it's more of a, here's the amount of money you can spend per season, and they're just trying to allocate yeah, properly. Yeah, you have cheap episodes, you have other... I mean, there's a reason you have bottle episodes yeah. sometimes in shows. It's they, they go, okay, we can afford to have everyone in one room. What can we do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... Mm. Also, they really they, they threw everything they could at this episode because they were trying to do it right, and I respect that. And I I don't like trying to do her version of of uh, the man for the man who has everything was it was a, it was a cool idea. And they didn't I, mm-hmm. I like I don't want to get onto it for not being the book. I don't want it to be the book. First of all, Justice League did the book just fine. Um, mm-hmm. Go find that cartoon as soon as you can. And second, it's not her story anyway. I don't want them to just recreate it. So do another version. And yeah, it's just this is okay. This was okay. Yeah, I can deal with that. And I, I'm a little annoyed. Like, on the one hand, I completely understand her idea. And, man, I, I could have written down... Like, you knew you knew he was going to say, um, because you're Supergirl's hero. You knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. If I'd paused it on the line before and asked you to write down exactly the next words, you'd have gotten real close. Mm-hmm. I did like the line. Um, he says, she always believed Astra could be saved. That's the difference between uh, soldiers and heroes. Right. Yeah. That was really good. That was. That really was. That was really good. But, man, he... Um, as much as I like that they did that, and as as right as I really think he is, uh, mm-hmm. the fact that Alex visibly wants to tell her at the end of the episode is disappointing because that's one of those arrowish kind of lies we're just gonna have to live with for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope she just say out and out says I lied to protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Giving it an old twist, huh? <laughs> Giving it the old twist. Yeah. Um, I, like- I actually wrote down, yay if Astro is actually dead. And then ne- the next line I wrote was, boo if non is not. <laughs> I know. I know. You're going to get one out of two. Uh, one out of two of those. Dude, the, like, I'll give it this, though. All right. Um, where does this leave us for the rest of the season, really? Uh, Nan is now our main bad guy, which is a good thing, because I think he's the guy, kind of guy that gets defeated at the end of the season, and I just really don't like this guy so far. But what happened to, you know, whatever that dude was, television head? Television head? I don't know. <laughs> we haven't seen him since the pilot. He's he's even more elusive than the Krypton story in general. <laughs> I, I have Did no he, idea didn't he have like? Didn't he have bumps on his head? I, don't, I really don't even remember. Happening? It's been months, man. I don't even remember what he looked like anymore. I seem to remember it was one of those um you could have told me he was like hey, from Oa, and I would be like, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ganthet's on the I seem to recall screen. that it was... Seemed to, I seem to recall that it was one of those unfortunate uh, Westmore situations where it was like, oh, hey, look, we cast an actor who wasn't white. We got to put bumps on his head. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the dude that did the the Klingons in Star Trek. Yeah. And every other alien. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Come on. Um, I wonder how many times someone came yeah, behind him while he was doing the makeup design going, you know, they don't have ridges, right? We've got it. They don't. They're unridged in the ridge. Okay. <laughs> well, you're just going to keep doing that then. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be back here coming up with a backup plan for when you inevitably fuck us. Stop putting ridges on the forge. <laughs> Those are just actual worry lines. Oh my god. Are we paying this man? Has he slept? <laughs> when was the last time you saw him wander near the crafts table? Someone take him there immediately. Right. Um yeah. I kinda I don't know if that cat was just like a I mean he was just telling the 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 you know, villain of the week what to do, so maybe he was like a lieutenant or something of Nons. Or Astra's, I don't know. Yeah, he just looked like a right-hand dude. Oh, well, I I'm mean, sorry, at the end I, of the pilot, we did see Astra not as the, the big bad. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that guy at this point. I, I can't even tell if they've just decided to drop him entirely, because they haven't mentioned him one more time. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it was just something they put in there, decided, thought better of. I don't know. We'll see. Nah, I'm always down for them thinking better of things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I kind of wish, I, I really do, that's something you, you just almost never fucking see, is like, I, I would love to see an EP kind of come out one day and say like, what happened to the storyline? We dropped it. Yeah, we thought about it, we just really didn't like it anymore. Thought we could do better, mm-hmm. just didn't, we didn't like where that was going, so we just dropped it. I mean, sorry. Well, that's basically what they did with the uh, Book of Revelation storyline on Fringe. Oh, God, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't like where we, it was going. We did that for like two episodes, I decided, eh. I just, I, it, it would warm my heart, warm my cockles even, if uh, more often an EP like straight up said, yeah, we didn't like it. Tried it. Moved on. Are y'all ever going to do it again? No, really. We're just going to kind of bury that one. Hope no one notices. Not, not even worth going back to fix. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably stop watching a show that did that, but. <laughs> I, I'll give oh, you a, if you straight up you tell me why you did it and it's that honest, I'll give you a mulligan, sir. I will give you a mulligan. Not too many, obviously. Like, there's a point where you're like, come on, dude, make a show, but... <laughs> Finish your damn thought. But I'm going to give you a few mulligans, to be honest. Well, you know, I don't want to watch Fault start the series. 
Every episode is named Take Two, Take Three, Take Four, Take Five. Actually, I think we just made a great show. Like that's that's our idea. We said it. This sounds that's, amazing. That's actually, now <laughs> that sounds good. Now, like no, suddenly. that's actually what networks should do with pilot season uh, rejects. Just air them all as one show called False Start on like Friday nights at eight thirty when no one's giving a goddamn anyway. Just throw in, like, every pilot you wasted your money on. Just throw it in there as, like, that's what you do. Every week, we're just going to show you a new pilot. That's amazing. You'll get your money a back. network should be... Dude, they should make a network on that. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot network. Absolutely. FSN, False Start Network. Absolutely. And, you know, you get to vote, and whichever one you like the most gets to become a series. Right. They'll actually shop network. it out to Netflix when they get a... Or they'll yeah. get a deal with Hulu or Amazon or somebody and shop it out. Yeah. But I seriously would. That would be a really cool idea to do false start the series where it's just like, it's all, it's the same actors mm-hmm. every week, mm-hmm. but every week is a different premise. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. And as, yeah, and as the uh, show goes on, you start seeing more and more background props from previous episodes. Like, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> like, like obviously repainted props. Repurposed, yeah. Just repurposed. Like if you zoom in in HD, you can still see the paint underneath on one spot where they didn't get it really well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, last week it was a, it was an episode about a female lawyer, and then this week, well, that vase that she had in the background, it's been turned over, and now it's used as like a sci-fi thing. It's got like a you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little squeegee pump inside, and yeah, we're, lit up with fluorescent lights. <laughs> episode three is based in a home. It's about a, uh, a a family having trouble, and now like the desk from the lawyer's office is the the island kitchen. They just kind of put like a fake range on top and pretended it cooks things. Uh huh. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Put some put some curtains up instead of the uh, the giant fake CGI city you put in the background. Instead of that fake shot of Vancouver mm-hmm. you shopped in. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, I am. I am annoyed that Alex didn't tell Kara. Um, I don't want to deal with that lie. Um, They've done a decent job of wrapping things up quickly. Hopefully, this will follow suit. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I don't know. It was an okay episode. I was happy with it. I was happy with it. Was it. Okay. One. Hey, man. One less Kryptonian. Yeah. One less. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. It's gotta be a good thing, right? Yeah. Well, I just let, let's get to the Master Jailer thing so we can go ahead and get this Krypton thing wrapped up. That's all I want. That's. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily wrapped up. What episode was this? What'd you say it was? One thirteen. Yeah, we've still got nine more episodes. Mm-hmm. Eight or nine? Nine. Is it twenty-two? I think. Um, uh, twenty-two, twenty-three, something like something like that. I think. Yeah. Well, so in about. I can look. On the other hand, no matter what happens, you've only got six weeks till whatever they're doing gets interrupted by the Flash. Was it mid-March? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh. I haven't. I'm not seeing an actual number of episodes. Maybe I'm just not seeing it. Oh, well. oh, oh no! It's got a. It's got a full season order of twenty episodes. Oh, 20. Sorry. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So. Yeah, they ended on eleven, and then they got a back nine. Is that how that worked out? No, that's not quite right. They got a back seven or back something. Seven. I remember them saying they had a back seven. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Are we golfing now. So, uh, we didn't talk about it. But uh, I guess I'll ask, what did you? How did you feel about Maxwell Lord actually helping them out at the DEO this week? Oh yeah, kind of hope that continues. That would be more interesting, I think, than where they're going with him. He's a lot of fun, but I really don't want to see him just be the the you know. I want. <sighs> I don't think he's got a wide enough scope to be a good villain. Honest, as an antagonist, he's just a xenophobic, overly intelligent 
asshole. That's not interesting mm-hmm. to me. Like he's I don't need him to be Lex Luthor two point Yeah, please. He's, he's his like his philosophies are, are no different than the senator that uh, a few episodes ago that mm-hmm. the show obviously said was a bad idea because by the end of the episode she's the moral tale. So th- mm-hmm. like they're aware that that's not. It's just it's not enough to make a villain, man. I just oh I don't trust aliens. Well, great, okay. I mean you didn't care about Superman that much. You didn't really care until so, like Supergirl shows up in National. So you don't feel that strongly about it, obviously. And hopefully there's you know. I don't know. Hopefully, they, they there was actual reason they like built up a little tension romantically between he and Alex, and that they kind of got him in the DEO now. So maybe he can kind of see, oh, she's not terrible. Oh, we there are things that are really bad that she's stopping. And like, well, come on, please. The, the fact that they've still got oh. those two having moments together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have. That's, that's I'm, telling. I'm holding out hope that at some point he gets the opportunity to uh, risk himself to save her and he does so. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And then it does, and then it doesn't turn out to be just a stupid ploy to like win her trust so that he can screw her over. No, he actually thought he was probably going to not come out on top of this one. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have to all accept, okay, well maybe he could be a good guy if we let him, but they'll end up mm-hmm. like, like, come on, just keep him in the cage and give him exactly what he wanted. He just wanted his Netflix account back. It's not too much. He can't, can't bring down the <laughs> DEO with Netflix. I kind of didn't think that he was being serious, but, you know, maybe I was wrong. I mean, maybe wouldn't you be serious? You're trapped in a, like, six-foot-long cage. You can't even lay down on the floor in that bastard. Yeah, let me stream yeah. some shit. Let me catch up on some shows. Can I grab my Netflix and my Hulu account? Right. Mm? Right. <laughs> mm? Oh, well. It'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, I think I'm going to call it on this episode of DC on screen. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm out of Supergirls. All right. Guys, we are DC on screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can also find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, we are on Facebook. Um, Facebook.com forward slash DC on screen. Go over there and like us um, and talk to us. A bunch of people are doing so, and uh, if you listen to any of the other uh, reviews that we're going to do this week, you'll be hearing some folks uh, giving us some li- listener feedback. Um, so that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if, if you're interested in uh, checking out a, another podcast uh, that's similar to ours, but about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall, our buddies over the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, there's still uh, talking about Agent Carter, which I have yet to catch up on. Uh, me too. But uh, too. Too much I plan on. on doing that sometime. Um, <laughs> if I have to load episodes, buy them off of Amazon Prime, and watch them on my freaking phone while I'm at work in in private or something mm-hmm. or in, in secret, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do it's that. It's called a bathroom. Um, it's called a bathroom. So, yeah. Anyway. The viewing office. <laughs> the viewing office. <laughs> Damn it. Um... <laughs> anyway until next episode which we're going to be talking about unfortunately lucifer um (laughs) it's it's turning unfortunate that's a little preview for for what's coming up right uh until then keep some dc on your screen also known as daddy's quiet time (laughs) all right i'm going to jump right into lucifer what do you think um my fortress of porcelain solitude okay i'm done now okay <laughs>